0: They announced thousands would turn out for a counter-protest. Last weekend in Cuba, only hundreds showed up to support the government. Before becoming president of Cuba, Miguel Diaz-Canal was pushing for wider Internet access. Years later the success in leading a country online has backfired as people from across his country have pushed hard against the government for lack of food and medical care in the pandemic of COVID. Here's how this works out in a positive way. Last weekend, our Spanish broadcast covering Cuba offered a prayer meeting by way of WhatsApp, and that special release is now being shared by thousands, sent to one who sends to 10, who send to 10 more, by radio and by WhatsApp, Cuban Christians are joining a movement to share Christ and pray for more to come to faith. Meantime, websites in Miami are putting more heat from outside on the government to respond. The gospel can never be constrained. Jesus reigns. Welcome to Haven Today. I'm Charles Morris, where we get to share every day the great story that's all about Jesus. And you've joined us for a series called Crisis in Cuba. Let's open with what we are doing right now in the country. We're praying, in Spanish and English. Let's join a pastor's wife from Cuba, and let's pray together.
1: Heavenly Father, you are omniscient. You know all things. You are all-powerful. You can do all things. You reign and rule over the kings of the earth. You cannot be deceived, because you know all things. And you are the only ruler of this world in whom we can trust. As your daughter and as a Cuban, I pray to you, Lord, in this hour, I plead for your mighty hand upon my country.
0: A prayer from a pastor's wife in Cuba. Heartfelt, sincere. Christian Cubans all over are praying the very same thing. Later in the program, we're going to hear another heartfelt prayer from David in Psalm 14. We'll also catch up with our Spanish radio speaker, Dan Warren, from El Faro de Redención. And we'll talk about the situation in Cuba today. And we'll hear from a Canadian woman who's married to a Cuban and lived there for two years. She has firsthand insight about the dire situation, but also about how the Church of Jesus Christ is thriving. But first, I want to invite you to become a missionary with us to Cuba partner with us to share Christ in the country with the greatest revival underway in the Western Hemisphere. Yesterday, we were joined by the president of Transworld Radio. They're the ones who operate this giant station that we broadcast El Faro on and into Cuba every night. I asked Lauren Libby to share with us the value of sending the gospel into Cuba right now.
2: Well, let me paint a picture for you tonight. A family sitting by a radio somewhere in Cuba, and it's a little scratchy, but, they, but the audio's there, and they're listening. And they're listening to Haven, and they're listening to what Jesus can do and how Jesus can encourage them. You know, it costs about $100,000 a year, and I want to say this. It costs $100,000 a year for Haven to be able to be on the station, and that's, that's basically to pay for uh, power and to be able to be there uh, in a year's time. And that wouldn't happen without a number of you who faithfully have given over the years. But you know what? Maybe you're listening and this is your first time and you think, I'd really like to be a part of that team. And then you say, well, how much would be appropriate? Well, some of you could probably give $500. Somebody could probably give $5,000. I have no idea. Someone may be listening right now that could underwrite the entire $100,000. You know what? You're going to touch 12 million people every night with the good news of Jesus Christ on Haven as you invest in that ministry. And wouldn't it be interesting someday when the Lord parts the curtains and we're able to meet people who've listened to Haven, who've been encouraged, who've met Jesus because of your ability to give, and they come up to you and they say, thank you. Just think about that. And uh, let me encourage you to uh, give to this ministry. It has integrity. It has reach. And it really is very important at this particular time on the island of Cuba. My
0: friend Lauren Libby,
2: sharing about the importance
0: of sending Christian radio to Cuba right now. And as he said, anyone giving any amount will be used to share the great story in this hurting country and places beyond. Our number to call after the program is 800-654-2836, 800 haven or give on our website, haventoday.org, haventoday.org. Now here's Evan Craft and Des Esperado.
3: S.O.S. I'm a castaway, trying to make it back home. Hope is far and I'm losing faith, thirsting deep in my soul. I fell for the lies that they sold me, a mirage and my spirit's broken. Now I need you to show me I'm not on my own. Tired of wandering alone I hear your voice call me home That's Desperate, I confess, I'm a mess, and I'm finally here at the end of myself. Queria ser aventurero, pero ya soy extranjero, and now I'm calling out for help. Tenia un getting lost, la tumba, felt like I was doomed, but my failures you turned around. Spoke to these dry bones, these huesos secos, got me to your heart, my promised land. Ya un cota de agua viva, devuel. i tu gracia y tu perdón. Sin ti, yo nada soy. Eres mi destino, Dios. Desesperado. There's so only will pull through. If it's the last thing that I do, I will breathe the dryest. else will ever be enough More than the air that's in my lungs
0: He may not be Latin, but he sure sings in Spanish as well as English. That's Evan Kraft with Des Esperado. You're on Haven today in a program called Cuba in Crisis. In a moment, we're going to hear from a woman who lived with her Cuban husband on the Caribbean island and saw firsthand the physical struggles as well as the joy she found in their church there. But first, I want to welcome back to the program our Spanish speaker for El Fado de Redencion, Dan Warren. Thank you, Charles. It's great to be back here with you. Dan, let's talk about what's been going on. And it seems like everything happening that's led to the protests and the counter protests and the government condemning the United States, it all goes back, it seems, to medical care. Food is in short supply. But let's you and I talk just a little bit about uh, COVID let's talk about medicine. Why don't you give us a little briefing on what has helped to precipitate what's going on right now on the largest island in the Caribbean?
1: I think that's the right way to put it, Charles, what's precipitated what's happening, because there is no one factor that's caused uh, this this outbreak of protest against the government. But I do think that the pandemic and, you know, what's resulted in a health crisis and the hunger crisis have been kind of the the straw that broke the camel's back, so to speak, or the spark that's ignited this um, this hostility uh, and violence in, in, in many places in Cuba right now. Um, so we want to be sure to, to bear in mind all the factors, but it really is uh, tied in a lot of ways to what happened uh, in, in 2020 and ongoing into 2021. I think a lot of us think of 2020 as, wow, that was the bad year. But in 2021, today, Cuba is at the height of their fight against COVID on the island, Early on, when the pandemic started, they shut down their borders immediately and cut off tourism, incidentally, which has caused a lot of economic struggles. Uh, But now COVID is in its uh, heyday right now in Cuba, not just limited to one area, but across the island. Healthcare is overwhelmed. People are hurting and struggling. There is a very severe lack of medication. In some provinces, they're describing it as a complete collapse of the medical system. And so a lot of these things have caused a lot of the unrest and provoked a lot of um, animosity toward the government's response.
0: I want to wind the clock back for just a moment. I remember one of my trips, one of my early trips into Cuba, and we've only been going in for just a few years now. The broadcast uh, has been airing for three years. I remember I was going with a doctor. We were going to house to house to pray with people. And uh, we went into this house where there was a young man, probably about 30 years old. He had a family, but he'd had MS, a severe case. Uh, he couldn't even lift his head. He was in a wheelchair. We prayed for him, of course. We laid hands on him, but we got outside after meeting with his family, and the doctor just shook his head and said, in the United States or in Canada... There's a medicine that would have been giving this young man many more years of life, but that medicine was not available. Well, that was probably five years ago when that took place. Now it's even worse with COVID. What else are you hearing from in the country uh, related to medical care? There is a vaccine now available.
1: Yeah, there's a vaccine. But uh, from what I understand, there's a shortage of of syringes. I mean, it's just one of those things. There is so much... um, What's described as human capital, like in the best sense, there's there are brilliant minds in Cuba able to produce something like a vaccine even. Uh, but there's no support structure to actually deliver that needed you know, resource to to the communities that, that are that are seeking it. Uh, it's just amazing to see. It's really mind-boggling, you know, to see such a, a, a need in Cuba, where we kind of take some things for granted. I know early on we uh, were hoping that we could keep our numbers from swelling and overwhelming the healthcare system in Cuba. It's been even. Uh, more severe than that, uh, an already fragile system was overwhelmed quite quickly. Uh, you know, I've said this before, but I, I'll say it again. When I hear all of this, uh, I just want to drop everything, go to the pharmacy, buy every medication that I can off the counter, and send it to Cuba. You know, I think everybody wants to do this, but first, in reality, it won't put a dent in it. And and the second thing is, it's very complicated. Foreign aid is largely cut off. Um, small, very small amounts of things are allowed to be carried in by the few people traveling to Cuba right now. But it really is a situation where we need to pray to the Lord that he would change hearts and and change the minds of of the leadership that um, they would actually seek some of this aid. Uh, But Charles, I think that the most important thing right now is that we are able to bring aid of a different Mm -hmm. sort to Cuba. Uh, And that's never should sound trite. We are able to bring the thing that people most desperately need, which is the gospel of Jesus Christ. And that's what we're doing every night through El Fado uh, on this transmitter out of Bonaire that blankets the entire island. Uh, The borders may have shut down. uh, The situation may be very complex and and tense right now, but the gospel is still going out. And the one
0: thing that we can do right
1: now is pray
0: and encourage other people to pray for Cuba, pray for the Christians in their dan, thank you so much for joining me we'll have you on the program again tomorrow bless you and all that you are doing right now
1: thank you charles and thank you for praying for cuba this is
0: haven today in a program called cuba in crisis now let's go to england and let's catch up with a woman named kristen she's canadian originally from calgary alberta her husband is cuban born They lived there together after they were married for two years. Kristen, you're currently in England working on an internship, but welcome back to Haven Today. You've seen firsthand the shortages in Cuba when you lived there. You had to often go from store to store to get just regular food to eat. But what are you hearing now as the pandemic there has taken its toll?
4: I mean, everything is basically gone. Um... But for sure, if you are only able to shop at the stores in the local currency, there's there's really nothing for you to buy. There just really isn't. And um, in the stores with the foreign currency, we're still talking about hours of lineups. So um, it's a very bad situation right now.
0: Give me, give me an example. What are we talking about? Soap? Toothpaste?
4: Absolutely. Pretty much anything you could think of. Anything you could name that's like a basic um, product or thing that you use during the day. Um, medicine is extraordinarily scarce right now, which, um, you can imagine how much strife that causes people when they need basic medications for, you know, existing conditions, even, even just basic pain medication like Tylenol or Advil, and those equivalents aren't available. So, you know, even if you can't get the medicine, you need to treat something, you also can't even get out of the pain. Um, our, my mother-in-law, you know, um, Orbe's mom, you know, went through a period of time where she couldn't get her hands on that. And that just like physically was very painful. She had um, broken a bone by tripping and falling. And it was in a sling. And she couldn't even, you know, reduce her pain with ibuprofen because it just wasn't available. Hmm. Okay. So yeah, what, pretty what... much any basic thing that you could think of is is hard to come by right now.
0: Kristen, one of the good things for you and your husband in Cuba and others like you, if there is a positive, I've been to your church Mm -hmm. in Havana. Mm -hmm.
4: Uh,
0: Are people responding to the gospel, even with all the problems with food and medicine right now?
4: Yeah. You know what? I mean, the church continues to um, just do its best to live out its mission and its calling um and we are in contact for sure with um uh our church down there and um because of the restrictions due to the pandemic our church in Havana has actually not been able to meet in person since the pandemic started so um the church could really really use prayer um that they would be able to continue to um minister effectively to one another and um support each other during this time what they've been doing is they've been uh meeting and having church services over whatsapp Mm -hmm. um and so that's essentially just the medium that they've been able to make something happen so um they hold their church service on whatsapp it's not like a live stream or anything there's Mm -hmm. not the internet bandwidth for that but um with messages and images and then there's prayer meetings on WhatsApp or actually I think they've switched to telegram now. Um, And so that's kind of been their workaround. and they continue to meet in prayer over telegram, um, which of course is encouraging, but of course the church is hurting a lot too. Um, Each individual in Cuba is, is suffering tremendously. And so would just call on um, our brothers and sisters to, pray very fervently for them that God would give, um, our pastors and, um, those in the church, the strength to, um, to keep going and, um, to continue to spread the gospel in a difficult environment right now because of all of the unrest. I mean, that potentially opens doors, but it's also just a very volatile, um, situation right now. And, and, we need to pray that God would provide for their needs, for their physical needs as well. Just like Paul in scripture would ask for the church to pray um, for him and his ministry and that God would meet his needs. And um, it's, it's just something that um, we can't quite see the other side of it yet, which is, which is hard. We can't quite see um, what will come out of this. Um, But I'm confident that um, God is working and that he will continue to be faithful and use the church um, in in amazing ways, um, regardless of these circumstances.
0: Mm. Kristen, from Cuba to Canada, now in London for about three months, separated from your husband, who is Cuban. Thank you so much for joining us here on Haven Today.
4: Thank you very much for having me.
0: You're listening to Haven Today in a program called Cuba in crisis. We've heard stories that show just how desperate this situation is and exactly how we can be praying for brothers and sisters in Christ who live in Cuba. And as we look inside from the outside, it might look to us like Psalm 14 happening right before us. Listen to the psalm and see if you know what I mean. The fool says in his heart, there is no God. They are corrupt. They do abominable deeds. There is none who does good. The Lord looks down from heaven on the children of man to see if there are any who understand, who seek after God. They have all turned aside. Together they have become corrupt. There is none who does good, not even one. Have they no knowledge, all the evil doers who eat up my people as they eat bread and do not call upon the Lord? There they are in great terror. You would shame the plans of the poor, but the Lord is his refuge. Oh, that salvation for Israel would come out of Zion. When the Lord restores the fortunes of his people, let Jacob rejoice. Let Israel be glad. Up until the early 90s, Cuba was officially an atheist nation. From the outside looking inside, they were spoken of as God haters, deniers of the Lord. And the rest of Psalm 14 falls into place. They were corrupt, going astray in their hearts, even mistreating others. And if we know the history of Cuba, we know there is a lot of truth to the charges of corruption and mistreatment. But that's only the picture from the outside. There's another reality, one that Psalm 14 that we just heard gives us hints about, the reality of the faithful believers in Cuba. The Lord is with the generation of the righteous. The Lord is their refuge. These are the words of Psalm fourteen, five and 6, and they are the words for our brothers and sisters in Cuba right now. Under the surface of the state atheism and the brutality, there were always those who believed in Jesus, hoping in him, trusting in his goodness, and even now they're trusting in him. Cuba is experiencing a revival. So many turning to the Lord. They're taking their refuge in the Lord. They know that he is with them. And that motivates you and me to pray along with Psalm 14, 7. Oh, that salvation for Israel would come out of Zion. Let salvation come for the Lord's people out of his chosen place. It was originally a prayer for protection from opposing nations, but in Christ, it becomes a prayer for all of God's people to find salvation in Jesus. The heavenly Zion in the new creation. That's where we'll be gathered at the end, praising the Lord and rejoicing in his salvation. Jesus is where we find it. His life, his death, even his resurrection. It doesn't just save us from our guilt and sin. It restores us to a place of hope and rest in the Lord. It gives us a sure promise that salvation will come for us when he returns. And on that day, we will rejoice. And not just us. We'll be there with our brothers and sisters from Cuba in a crisis right now, but looking to Christ, knowing that He will bring them safely through this, whether in this world or whether in the next. The Lord is faithful to His own, and we can rejoice together, even as we pray in grief for Cuba.
3: string is my life.
0: recorded several years ago called Refuge, the Haven Quartet, and the Lord is my life. Hunger and health leading to protests in Cuba like never before. The government unsure how to respond. Can you help? Can you join us? As Lauren Libby, president of Transworld Radio, told us earlier, it costs $100,000 a year to broadcast on a 500,000-watt station from the island of Bonaire. Can you help us provide aid from outside to inside Cuba? Somebody listening can send $50. Somebody can send $100. And as Lauren Libby told us, somebody listening could even send $100,000 and cover all the expense in one fell swoop. But can I ask for your help today? Please pray about it and think about those who are there with no food and no medicine and how you can send them the hope of Jesus through your gift. Our number to call right now is 800 654 2836. 800 65 Haven. Or make your gift online. And our web address to give securely is haventoday.org. Haventoday.org. I'm Charles Morris. Thank you for joining me. And Kristen from London. The President, Lauren Libby from Trans World Radio. Dan Warren, our Spanish director and that woman who's a pastor's wife leading us in prayer as we opened won't you come back again tomorrow and again together we'll share the great story it's all about jesus here on haven today here for your encouragement and your walk with jesus i'm charles morris with haven ministries inviting you to anchor your day in god's word Have you ever wondered what it would be like to speak to the Lord face to face? It's the kind of question our children ask. Where's God? Why can't I see Him? The sincerity of the question sometimes reveals doubts or questions in our own hearts. But we have a promise in the book of John, chapter 3. The wind blows where it wants, you hear it, but you don't know where it came from. So it is with the Holy Spirit. We cannot see the Lord, but we know where He's been. No one can meet him without changing, and he leaves joyful, hopeful, and faithful Christians in his wake. Where is God? By faith. He's right there in your heart. Spend more time with Jesus with Anchor Devotional. Visit GetAnchor.com.